Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. Opportunity. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be able to be up here, to stand up here, and to preach. And again, it's not from me. I uh, just allow God to work through me. Amen. And, and that's, that's the same for all of us. All of us have the ability. Nothing is special about me. Um, you know, uh, maybe my, 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 my outfit. Uh, hopefully I look good. I picked it out. I styled it. It's all right. Thank you. It's all right. All right. I appreciate you, Gabby. Right. But, but there's nothing special about me other than that God had something for me. And it's the same with all of us, and, and, and I hate to be that person, but there's nothing special, that special about you other than that God chose you. God appointed you for your purpose, for your calling. And, and I want to say this, um, this is an open invitation for anybody. If I mess anything up uh, today, uh, that just means you have to come back next week because Pastor Eric will fix it. That's just how it works. So don't say you weren't invited to, to, to another week. Because that was your official invite. But on a serious note, how many of us know that it's, it's good for us to be able to rest? It's, be able, it's good for us to be able to, to relax and breathe. And that's biblical. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 says, By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing. And so on the seventh day he rested from all of his work. So, so resting is biblical. So pastor, sit back. Relax, breathe, welcome to the danger zone. No, I'm just joking, right? But, but this morning, uh, can, first of all, Miss Stacy, I know I can always count. Can you say okay? Okay. Somebody else, can I get an amen? amen. All right. Uh, yes, that's right. Some, give me some feedback, something. I need, I need something. Okay, great. Somebody say, oh, no. That, that ain't it. See, it's okay. What I'm doing, Pastor, is I'm seasoning the saints. Anybody? No, I don't know if you guys caught that reference, but that was from week one of Algorithm where Pastor said uh, the seasoned saint. He was talking about a certain uh, age range or demographic, and I think he's kind of included in that now, uh, if I will. I didn't say he was old. I just said he joined the seasoned saints. Uh, but nonetheless, this morning, and if you didn't catch that, go back, look at it on YouTube, uh, the podcasts, anything else like that. But this morning... Um, and when Pastor and I started talking uh, about algorithm week four, what that looks like, the, 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 where I can bring the word instantly pop-ups. And, and, and last week he started to talk about it. I was like, hold on, he's preaching my, my message for next week. Don't do that. Don't, don't take that from me. I've been studying this whole month. And, and so I want to talk about the pop-ups we face in life, the distractions that we face in our day-to-day, right? If... And, it's, and this is proven, right? If I stand up here and I talk about beach balls, right? Uh, about how we're going to go to the beach, we're going to play with those, but first we got to stop at the store and we got to get beach balls. And if I say it enough, I guarantee you somebody here in this place before the end of the day will have a beach ball advertisement that shows up on their social media or something. Or if we've got any jokesters, they might put some stickers on my car or something like that. But but for the past three weeks, we've been talking about all these rhythms and these systems and everything that, that we have, this algorithm that God has and he works and he operates in. But what happens when our algorithm or our systems 
our, our, our order of operations are all good. They're all flowing. Everything is, is hitting on all cylinders. Has anybody ever been distracted? It's okay. I'm going to talk for all the fellas in the room. If I can, squirrel, we're distracted. Like, like I don't know. Like, my wife has to bring me back in to, 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 to focus all the time. We'll be talking about something, and then I just get to scrolling. Next thing I know, it's like 30 minutes later, and she's like, Hello, pay attention. So, so, so we get distracted sometimes. We have these, these pop-ups, and we think we're focused, and we think we're on the right track, but then we get an advertisement. We get a pop-up. We get something that we didn't know was going to be our focus now has our focus. So, so if you've never been distracted, if you're perfect and, and you can just laser focus every time this message isn't for you, maybe it's just for me, I don't know. But I want to talk to us this morning about our distractions. You see, distractions are defined as something that takes your attention away from what you're supposed to be doing. Distraction comes from the Latin word meaning distrahere. And I know I probably didn't say it right because, like, I don't have an accent at all. But distrahere, dis meaning apart and trahere meaning to drag. So a distraction is simply this, is when you are dragged away, and I know that's not proper English, when you are drug away from the task that you're supposed to be doing. I'm going to say it like this. Maybe this will click. It means you're not present in your purpose. Right? So a distraction means you aren't present in your purpose. You're not really paying attention to what you're supposed to be paying attention to. And, and so I started studying, what does, what does distraction mean? What does distraction look like in a biblical context? And, and really, the, the word distraction doesn't come up very often. But it does here in Luke chapter 10, verse 40. And it's going to be on the screen. But first, I'm going to give you uh, NIV. Then I'm going to give you the RSV. If you don't know what RSV, it's the Ryan Standard version. I'm going to just get a little personal with you this morning. Okay. Thank you, Miss Stacy. Thank you. I got you. So, so, so Luke uh, chapter 10, verse 40, it says, but Martha was distracted. She was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and she asked, she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. This is the RSV now. I don't know how many of you guys grew up with siblings, but I did. But what Martha is doing right here is she's tattletaling. Listen, I know you just told us we need to do this, but my, but my little brother isn't doing it. And I can pick on him because he's here. Mom, listen, you told us to clean our rooms and Jesse's not doing it. And that's, that's what Martha's doing here. She's saying, Jesus, look. <sighs> I can't, I can't focus because I'm distracted, and here is Mary. She's supposed to be helping me, and she's not. But Martha, in this moment, missed the purpose. You see, the purpose wasn't the dishes that had to be done. It wasn't the laundry that had to be folded. First of all, when somebody comes over to your house, I know we want to make sure our house is clean and neat and smells good. But I don't know if anybody has a dog. That don't happen if you have a dog. It's just like there's hair everywhere. But, but, but so, so, so here, Martha is like, listen, 
I'm, I'm distracted. I know you're here, Jesus. I know what you can do, but, but, but tell Mary to help me. And Jesus has to correct her a little bit. If you continue reading on in the rest of that scripture there, Mary, or, or Jesus says, listen, Mary's focusing on what's important. She's not worried about the, the day-to-day things that need to be done. She's focused on the purpose. She's, she's, she's present in the purpose, which right now the only thing that matters is that Mary is here at my feet. Because if anything else happens, the world could be going to hell in a handbasket. I hope I can say that from up here. Uh, thank you. Right? But the world can be going to hell in a handbasket. And Mary is here in the presence of purpose. So we have to understand that distractions or pop-ups or advertisements or whatever we want to label it as come in three most basic forms for our life. And I'm going to give you those points. So if you're taking notes, that's the only thing you get away from these. Please write these down. But number one is that pop-ups come to distract you from your identity. I don't know if, if anybody's ever told you this, and, and Pastor Eric preached this uh, as, as when I was one of his students, is that just because you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior doesn't mean that life is going to be all sunshine and butterflies and everything else like that. Your identity will constantly be challenged because the enemy knows that if he can distract you from your purpose or your calling, then he's already won. I heard it once said, and I strongly believe this, is that if, if the enemy can't get you here in your heart, if he can't give you a heart issue, if he, if he can't make you feel some type of way about somebody else, he'll give you a mind issue. He'll attack you upstairs. He'll tell you that you're not good enough, that you don't have a purpose, that you don't have any worth, that, you're, that you are defined. I'm getting ahead of myself here. The enemy will plant seeds in your mind, and he'll tell you, but you're not so-and-so. You don't have all that money in the bank like that other person does. You don't have that 401k saved up so that you can, can retire like somebody else does. You, you don't have the outfit that they do. You just don't have the attention for detail that they do. And hear me, that is completely okay. Because we were all created differently on purpose. I don't look like Pastor Eric. I'm sure I don't sound like Pastor Eric. And he is great. We love you. We appreciate you. But I am glad that I don't look like you, that I don't sound. First of all, you can't say, oh, wow, you called me. You say, he's a special guest. Never mind. No, he's not. So, so come on now, if, if we want to be real. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on now. But it kind of reminds me of the story in, in Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 26. It says they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a, man, a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. Can we thank God for those people? Sometimes we need some people that will give us in the presence of Jesus. We, just, we need somebody, like you said, we just need to invite them. 
But it says 23, it says, he took the blind man by the hand, and he is speaking of Jesus. So Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him outside of the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? Proper response in 2022 would have been, yeah, COVID. But, but nonetheless, he said, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. That's a big box, never mind. Uh, once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes, and then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. But I want to bring your attention to verse 26 here. It says, then Jesus sent him home, saying, don't go into the village. Jesus gave some pretty clear uh, instructions here, right? He just performed a miracle, and then he gives some pretty clear, concise directions. He says, don't go back to the village. Go straight home. I'm going to give you the RSV version again. Jesus said, get away from the people and go straight home. I'm going to put it like this. Sometimes in life, in your situation, you need to get the village out of you to get the vision in you. You've got to get the village out of you to get the vision in you. What do I mean by that? Sometimes it is okay to, to cut toxic people out of your life right? Like sometimes it is okay to get off of social media and to stop living in the comments because that is not what you were created to be. You are not defined by the comments of Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or for our seasoned saints, the yellow pages or white pages or whatever y'all had growing up. I'm going to stand over here. But sometimes you have to get the village out of you to get the vision in you. Sometimes you just need to get away from the distraction and really get in the presence of purpose. How do I cut off a toxic person? See ya. Peace. Ignore them. First of all, we live in a society where it's okay. Like, you can leave somebody on red. They might get their feelings hurt. But listen, boo-boo, I ain't here for your feelings. I got to make sure I'm good. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know, y'all might not want me back next time, but, but nonetheless, right? Some things come up in life, and some situations happen, and some, some really, I'm, I'm not going to say that word, because I don't know if I can say that one from up here, but some things happen in our life, some bad things happen in our life, and we've created an environment, we've created a society, we've created a world where it's now, if something bad happens in my life, I've got to go tell the neighbor. And then I got to tell the neighbor, and then the neighbor tells the neighbor, and now all of a sudden this issue that we were facing, we got 15 different solutions for, and none of them fix really the identity issue that we're having. You see, we, 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 we get, you know, their opinion on this, or we get this opinion on that. Do we even know what they believe? We're going and seeking advice from ungodly counsel. So, so, so 
our distractions, the pop-ups that we see in life really distract us from our identity. When you're sitting alone and you're supposed to be focused on doing one thing and that advertisement pops up or those, those fingers get to clicking or your mind gets to wandering, we're really getting distracted from our identity. Number two is that pop-ups or distractions will either do one of two things. They will either speed you up or slow you down. You see, timing in the, the kingdom of God is critical to most things. We don't operate in our timing. We operate in God's timing. But we have a tendency to have a, this Burger King mentality. We can have it our way. Give me two burgers, a large fry, and a Diet Coke. Never mind. I won't go there. I, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings this morning. But we, but we, but we, she said hurt them. She said it, not me. But we have this tendency to where we want to have it our way. It's our timing. If I, if I can't have it in my timing, I don't want it. So we start praying. God, dear, dear Lord, listen. Give me this. Give me that. And it's great to pray for things we need. Listen, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is pray for yourself. It's great to seek godly counsel and, and surround yourself with people that will pray for you and uplift you. But sometimes you need to be uh, a, a little personal and just pray for yourself, right? Get, get in your own prayer closet. Pray for yourself. But what we do is we say, you know what? God, I need this. I need that. All right, you didn't answer me, so I'm just going to do it anyways. But we don't ever give time to God to answer. Next thing you know... And, and I'm kind of in this boat right now. Not really, but I've, 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 we've started about buying a different vehicle. We're, we're kind of to that point to where uh, we want a different vehicle. We just want to get something newer, a little bit more reliable, everything else like that. And so I've, I've began to pray about it, but a lot of times we get uh, so ahead of ourselves that we say, God, you know what? I, I want this, and I think this is the right thing to do. You didn't answer me in five minutes, so I'm just going to go do it anyways. And what seemed like a good idea now has cost us more than what we wanted it to, and we're in debt up to our eyeballs and everything else like this. So we got to work all these extra shifts. We, we've got to take time away from what's really important because we're trying to overcompensate for what we did bad in our timing. The Israelites in Exodus chapter 14 are a prime example of this. But it says, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you while we were in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. They were so eager for change that change happened. And they're, they, they, they're, they're having the opportunity now to leave bondage to leave slavery, to leave all of this hard work that they're doing day in and day out. 
And the moment that the first pop-up comes, the moment that the first distraction comes, because God's not moving in the time that they want to see him move in, they're ready to call it quits. They're ready to throw the towel in, we're done. What we have to understand in this story is that if you continue reading on, reading on and you read that whole uh, story there, it says that at one point in time, they're, they're leaving and they look behind them and they can see the chariots coming. They can see their past creeping up behind them. And it says that God began to slow the wheels, right? So God didn't stop the distraction. God didn't stop the thing that was coming after them, but he did slow it down. It said that, that they got to a point to where the chariot wheels began to be, become slowed down. And, 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 and then they get to this point where they're here, and the Israelites are now here. They're in the desert. The Red Sea is here. They have nowhere to go. They can see the past behind them, the distraction that they just left, the bondage that they just left, and everything else. And now here's another one. Y'all ever done that, been like on social media and scrolling and scrolling and then all of a sudden you'll be like, how did I even get here? Let me go back. And you start scrolling again. And the next thing you know, you're like right in the rabbit hole. And like next thing you know, guys, I know we can speak for this. It's like 45 minutes later, we're still sitting in the bathroom. We ain't even using the bathroom. We're just hanging out, right? Your, your, your feet are asleep. You're like, man, have I been in here that long? You got distracted from your purpose of going to the bathroom in the first place. She said, oh, Lord. Ladies, you ain't exempt from it either. I'm married. You can't fool me. Sometimes she just goes, she ain't even on social media. She'll just be hanging out for peace and quiet. You, you, you have a toddler. That's what happens. Amen. Yeah, Melissa's back there like, yes, preach. Come on. But they get to that moment of the Red Sea, and they're there, and they don't see anything happening quick enough, and so they're ready to go back. But I think what we're missing here in this entire story is that God, and, and most of us know the, the splitting of the Red Sea and Moses parting the Red Sea with his staff, but what we miss here is that God didn't remove the distraction. I don't know like what fantasy we live in, but God didn't like, the, the Red Sea is still there. The Red, still, the Red Sea is still a thing. But what he did was he parted it. So, so our distractions will either speed us up or slow us down. And hear me that God may not remove your distraction, but he will make a way through it in his timing. He'll make a way through it in his timing because in his timing, he gets the glory and not you. It might be selfish, but listen, I ain't up here for myself today. Number three, and I'm hurrying, I promise, is that distractions or pop-ups will always present you with a fake. It'll always present you with a counterfeit. Y'all like my shoes? Somebody say amen? No? Okay. Man, that was a, come on. But, I, but, but for these shoes, I bought them just, just for today. I'll never wear them again. I'm just joking. Yes, I will. But, but I, I bought these shoes. But before I bought these shoes, I had to do some research. I reached out to a couple people. Pastor Eric was one of them. I said, what do you think about these? We were, we were blindsided. We thought these were gray. They're like taupe, like linen color. They still look good, though. But you confused me. No, it's okay. 
But, but, but so I had to reach out to a couple different people. I wanted to make sure, hey, can I rock these? Do these look good? Like, am I like, is, you know, whatever. And then furthermore from that process, I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to buy them because I like them. It don't matter what anybody else says. I want it. But I paid for a service, StockX. It's a good plug right there. They can advertise it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, StockX right now, that's a good advertisement. <laughs> Pay me. No, I'm just joking. But, but, but for StockX, we paid for a service to validate that these were legit, that these were authentic, that these were the real thing. And sometimes in life, it's sad that we have to even say it, but there are some people out there that want to give you a fake. They want to provide you with a counterfeit. What seems like a good opportunity, what seems like a good relationship, a good job, a good whatever, you fill in the blank, and really they have ulterior motives. They just want to make their money as quick as they can, get what they can out of it, and then send you on the road. They don't care how that leaves you feeling, because they got theirs. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 tells us this. It says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets, many counterfeits have gone out into the world. Think of something. I don't care what it is. Think of something. I guarantee you there's a fake out there for it. There is always a fake out there for it. There is always somebody that has the time of the day to waste their time making a fake. Like at this point in time, these shoes, even if they are fake, they look good, and I'm rocking them. Don't tell me they aren't until afterwards. But, but, but we, we, there's these, a lot of fake things that we see in the world that we come up with and that we can label as. And God isn't telling us to not take risks by any means. Right? What does it say? It says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. So God's not saying like, hey, like, don't look at that if you think it's fake. Like, just test it. Make sure, like, pay for your services. Do the things to, to make sure that you are getting a real thing. He's saying be mindful. This is the, the, the aha moment. Not really. But he's saying to test these things, to figure them out, see if they're real or not. But how do you know what's real if you don't know where to find real. I could, I could go and start looking for shoes from anywhere and everywhere. I'm sure there's some guy probably here in Lakeland somewhere that sells Jordans out of the back of his trunk, and they might be legit. They might be. There's a chance. But unless I go to a source that has the real thing to where I can compare, how else am I going to know the difference? So church, if we're not involved in the presence of God, if we're not wrapped up in the purpose of God, then how do we compare it to everything else that we see? So let me ask you this, and I'm closing. JP, if you would maybe play something soft for me, please. 
Greatly appreciated. Church, let me ask you this. Where's your focus? Where is your focus? Maybe, maybe I'll put it this way. What is your focus on? What is your focus on? It's not football season. So I know it's not going to catch the, the, the Bucks play after service today. It's about lunchtime, so I know we're probably starting to think about food. Amen. That would have been a good amen moment. No, it's okay. Listen, a way to a man's uh, heart is through his stomach. So food, I'm there. But where is your focus? What is your focus on when things are going right in your algorithm? When, when your system is correct and you get distracted? You get a pop-up. You get an advertisement. It takes you away from the presence of God. Are we so consumed as a society by all the distractions we have in life that we miss the opportunity to be present and purpose? Are we so consumed, are we so wrapped up in social media, what this church is doing, what that church is doing? Are we so wrapped up in what they are doing or this new boyfriend or this new girlfriend that they have or this new job? Are we so consumed with everything else that we miss what God is doing in our own life? And here in a second, I'm going to pray. But I want to give you just a couple points of how you can be more present in your purpose. So number one, and it's easy, stay in your lane. Worry about you, boo. Don't do nothing else. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to get off of social media. Social media is a great thing. I'm not bashing social media by any means. But sometimes the best thing you can do is get away from it. Toxicity. Uh, everyone's got an opinion on social media. If you're not to the point to where you can filter that out, just let it go. Stay in your lane. Number two is stop comparing yourself to others. Pastor Eric got up here and he got more shouts than I did, so I have to preach it the same way he did. No. I can go and say the exact same thing that Pastor Stephen Furtick said and don't get half as many views on social media as he does. Stop comparing yourself to others because whatever they have was meant for them, it wasn't meant for you. What is meant for you will come to you. And lastly, the ultimate, the best way that you can avoid pop-ups, you can avoid distractions in your own life, whether that's physically, that's mentally, that's spiritually, is you have to spend time in the presence of purpose. You have to spend time at church. You have to spend time in the Word of God. You have to spend time with people that are of like faith to you. You don't want to go and start hanging out. If you're spending more time with people that don't believe the same things you believe, 
as far as unequally yoked and what you believe scripturally, let me tell you this, you're probably wrong. I'm going to say that because then I can leave after this, right, Pastor? But if you're spending more time with people that don't believe in God, one, hopefully, I hope you're, you're testifying and trying to get them to believe. But more often than not, it's going to be easier for them to pull you down to where they are than you to pull them to where they are. So we have to spend time in the presence of purpose. We have to be intentional with what we're doing with our algorithm, what our system is, what our purpose is. So let me ask you this again, church. Where is your focus? Where is your focus? What are you focusing on? Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you, and we're in this together. Thank you.